winning Wednesday with Dr. Hancock, winning because of our relationship in Christ. When you talk about your relationship, um, let's think about it for a minute. This is the highest form of relationship or the highest relationship that one can actually obtain on one with our Savior. And how do we become one with our Savior? One is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. So what do you mean when you say accept him? You have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and that you confess your sins um, one to another. And if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus died on the cross for you, then you shall be saved. Um, no one can get to the Father but through the Son. And a lot of times, you know, you hear people saying certain things that, okay, well, I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that. But the very first thing we have to do is make sure we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you refuse to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, where well, you can't get to the Father because the Word of God declares that that's the only way to actually get to the Father. And just know that God doesn't withhold any good thing. Is We are agents of choice. So you, we have to make that decision to confess or not to confess. But whatever decision it is, it's your decision. But understand that when it's your decision, you have to make sure that it's a result of whatever you choose. Because in the end, you have to give an account for the choices that you make. Um, Luke 6 and 46, he says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and put them into practice, I will show you what they are like. Okay, so when you talk about confession, it's a formal statement admitting that one is guilty. On um, the word of God, tell us, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and thou shalt be saved. And after that, we develop our relationship with God. How do you do that? Well, you spend time reading the word. You spend time in meditation on the word. And in every situation, you step back and apply the word of God to our situation so that you can know who's truly Lord. God has the authority to override anything, but he won't. Why? Because we're free more agents and we get to choose to accept Jesus Christ. Uh, choose not to accept him, but just understand that with every decision we make, there's a consequence. So it doesn't take away any of God's deity or his power if we don't confess that Jesus is Lord. It just means that we're not going back with him or we're not going to heaven and nor do we get to partake in the blessings of the Lord because the blessings of the Lord are yea and amen, but they are for the children of the most high God and children of the kingdom. So again, unless you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and even confession doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. And in confession, understand that we're not perfect. And that's why we do the confession and acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then in Ephesians 5 and 19, it talk about 
Well, let me just read it for you because sometimes I verbatim stuff and I don't be reading it right. So I'm going to just read it for you so you can truly understand and get more than one translation. A lot of times, if you don't understand what King James is saying, the Life Application Bible is so many different Bibles where you can break it down so you can really get a thorough understanding of what the Word of God is saying. So in Ephesians 5 and 19, after we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, spend time in the Word. Find a, a Word-filled church that has Bible study and Sunday school. And then Psalms 5 and 19 says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs from the Spirit, singing, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's one reason why we know that nothing can catch God by surprise and nothing can just happen to us because when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is our Father. So the enemy can't just come and attack us anymore because the Word of God tells us that there are legions of angels that are assigned to us to bring forth the words that God has already decreed and declared about our life. It's just that according to the instructions that we are receiving and according to the way that we are walking, it's going to really determine if we receive all the blessings of the Lord because all of us are created for a purpose and to fulfill some part in the kingdom. I want you to think about a puzzle for a minute, a puzzle with a thousand pieces, a puzzle with ten thousands of pieces, a puzzle with a hundred pieces, a puzzle with 50 pieces, 25. When you look at that puzzle and if one puzzle piece is missing, you know, nine times out of 10, you are not going to see the puzzle for what it is, but we always going to notice that one missing piece. So I can't do your job, but nor can you do mine. All of us, all of us are fitly joined together for the purpose of furthering the kingdom of God. And we can't look on one another and envy that because as we develop our relationship and because we have a relationship with Christ, then we have communion with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is that connector that guide us to all truth because the Father, Jesus went and he left the Holy Spirit to guide us to all truth. Um, so just understand that as you develop your relationship, it, it's like that sixth sense. When you develop that relationship in God, it changes everything because now you're able to, the word becomes such a, a magnet and a magnifying glass when you go through situations that you're able to hear the Holy Spirit and see. Why? Because your spirit is open to what God is saying because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, direct you, and guide you. John 15, 1 through 2 as I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. So when we look at the word bears, it says carry the weight of. So again, Jesus died on the cross, so he carried the weight for us. And then when you look at the word prune, it means enhance spiritual growth by removing whatever inhibits spiritual growth. You know, so again, when God prunes us, sometimes God prunes people out of our lives and situations and habits out of our lives so that we can become more 
um, useful for the kingdom. Because when we have those vices in our life and in our in our in our family and in our mind and in our soul, we can't be as effective in the kingdom of God as we can if we allow it. Now he never said pruning was going to be easy. He never said that anything we go through wasn't going to be easy, but he always promised us that he would always make a way of escape because you guys, you got to keep in mind, think about the diamond, the process that the diamond goes through. And all of us can look at a diamond and say, whoa, that is so beautiful. But keep in mind the process for the diamond, the fire is really heated. Um, but when the diamond is finished, it comes out excuse me, so beautiful. So just like our relationship with um, God and our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we have to be pruned so that we can accept and get those things out of our life so that the things that need to be in our life and the people that need to be in our life can come in so that we can be um, fruitful in the kingdom and advance in the kingdom of God. So a lot of times we just think that, especially if you're looking at the carnal nature, and sometimes we don't necessarily connect the spiritual things that we go through with the physical things, but I promise you there's a correlation, and it is a reason why we go through everything we go through. And it's for the furthering of the kingdom. It's for the advancement of our spirit and what we're going through. And it's moving us from glory to glory. How do you expect to grow your faith if you never go through anything? And the word of God reminds us to think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. He don't just say the trial. He said the fiery trial, that thing that's too hot for us to handle, but it's just right for God and the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole purpose. When our life becomes too big for us because of our relationship with Christ, we can be sure and confident that God has already worked that out. So regardless of what it looked like in the natural, regardless of which way it looked like it's going to work, if you're looking out these natural and carnal lens, it's going to look like it's doomed for you. But if you look at your spiritual glasses, then you're going to know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord, those who are the called according to his purpose. And another scripture I want to go through is Hebrews 12 and 6. Hebrews 12 and 6. Um, let's start at verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplined the ones he loved, and he chastened everyone he accepts as his son. So endure hardship as a discipline. God is treating you as his children. So, and then it goes on to say, you know, what children do we have? Do we not discipline them? So when you talk about discipline, they talk about the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. So again, in order for us to have that code of behavior, we have to develop that relationship. And as we move from glory to glory, from point to point in God, our relationship begins to develop and we begin to be disciplined because now we're learning what God is expecting of us and what the kingdom is expecting of us. And now 
we won't do that thing that agitates or grieves the Holy Spirit. And then it talks about, in another verse, it talks about he discourages a person or thing that causes great trouble, a suffering. So when you talk about the practice of training and then you talk about pruning, you talk about when we said pruning, enhancing spiritual growth by removing whatever it inhibits spiritual growth. So again, you got to keep in mind that as God love us and when we fully surrender to God, the things that's supposed to come out of us will come out of us. And the things that God wants to deposit in us, he'll deposit in us. But all of that comes as our relationship with him develops and move from point to point and from glory to glory. Again, you can't, can't, you can't think that you're going to receive anything of the Lord and just do whatever it is you think you're big enough to do. There are requirements in the word of God. Remember, there are universal laws, laws that apply to everyone, and there are spiritual laws. Those that are saved, you can have the spiritual and the universal laws. But keep in mind, those who are not saved, you only have the universal laws. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that when we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, we do know that our petitions are granted. Real Talk, Dr. Hancock. We need you to like, comment, subscribe, and share.